0: Section fifty six of the Essays of Samuel Johnson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pamela Nagami. The Essays of Samuel Johnson. Section fifty six Disguises of Idleness Sobers Character. The Idler saturday november eighteenth seventeen fifty eight many moralists have remarked that pride has of all human vices the widest dominion appears in the greatest multiplicity of forms and lies hid under the greatest variety of disguises of disguises which like the moon's veil of brightness are both its lustre and its shade and betray it to others though they hide it from ourselves it is not my intention to degrade pride from this preeminence of mischief yet i know not whether idleness may not maintain a very doubtful and obstinate competition there are some that profess idleness in its full dignity who call themselves the idle as busiris in the play calls himself the proud who boast that they do nothing and thank their stars that they have nothing to do who sleep every night till they can sleep no more, and rise only that exercise may enable them to sleep again, who prolong the reign of darkness by double curtains, and never see the sun but to tell him how they hate his beams, whose whole labor is to vary the posture of indolence, and whose day differs from their night but as a couch or chair differs from a bed these are the true and open votaries of idleness for whom she weaves the garlands of poppies and into whose cup she pours the waters of oblivion who exist in a state of unruffled stupidity forgetting and forgotten who have long ceased to live and at whose death the survivors can only say that they have ceased to breathe but idleness predominates in many lives where it is not suspected for being a vice which terminates in itself it may be enjoyed without injury to others and it is therefore not watched like fraud which endangers property or like pride which naturally seeks its gratification in another's inferiority idleness is a silent and peaceful quality that neither raises envy by ostentation nor hatred by opposition and therefore nobody is busy to censure or detect it. As pride sometimes is hid under humility, idleness is often covered by turbulence and hurry. He that neglects his known duty and real employment naturally endeavors to crowd his mind with something that may bar out the remembrance of his own folly, and does anything but what he ought to do, with eager diligence, that he may keep himself in his own favor. Some are always in a state of preparation, occupied in previous measures, forming plans, accumulating materials, and providing for the main affair. These are certainly under the secret power of idleness. Nothing is to be expected from the workman whose tools are forever to be sought, I was once told by a great master that no man ever excelled in painting who was eminently curious about pencils and colors. There are others to whom idleness dictates another expedient by which life may be passed unprofitably away without the tediousness of many vacant hours. The art is to fill the day with petty business, to have always something in hand which may raise curiosity, but not solicitude, and keep the mind in a state of action, but not of labor. This art has for many years been practiced by my old friend sober, with wonderful success. End note 27. The greatest living authority on the life and times of Johnson, his 19th century Boswell, in fact, Dr. Birkbeck Hill thinks that in Mr. Sober we have a portrait of the doctor drawn by his own hand. There is unquestionably much in the sketch to warrant such a conclusion. End, end note. Sober is a man of strong desires and quick imagination, so exactly balanced by the love of ease that they can seldom stimulate him to any difficult undertaking. They have, however, so much power that they will not suffer him to lie quite at rest, and though they do not make him sufficiently useful to others, they make him at least weary of himself. Mr. Sober's chief pleasure is conversation. There is no end to his talk or his attention. To speak or to hear is equally pleasing, for he still fancies that he is teaching or learning something, and is free for the time from his own reproaches. But there is one time at night, when he must go home, that his friends may sleep, and another time in the morning, when all the world agrees to shut out interruption. End note 28. Dr. Johnson's repugnance to early rising is well known. He struggled manfully but unsuccessfully against what was in reality a constitutional infirmity, when at the height of his fame the sultan of English literature was a man who was known to be never ready to go to bed and once there never ready to get out. End, end note. These are the moments of which poor Sober trembles at the thought, but the misery of these tiresome intervals he has many means of alleviating. He has persuaded himself that the manual arts are undeservedly overlooked, he has observed in many trades the effects of close thought and just ratiocination. From speculation he proceeded to practice and supply himself with the tools of a carpenter, with which he mended his coal-box very successfully, in which he still continues to employ as he finds occasion. He has attempted at other times the crafts of shoemaker, tinman, plumber and potter. In all these arts he has failed and resolves to qualify himself for them by better information. But his daily amusement is chemistry. He has a small furnace which he employs in distillation and which has long been the solace of his life. He draws oils and waters and essences and spirits which he knows to be of no use sits and counts the drops as they come from his retort, and forgets that whilst a drop is falling a moment flies away. Poor Sober! I have often teased him with reproof, and he has often promised reformation, for no man is so much open to conviction as the idler, but there is none on whom it operates so little. What will be the effect of this paper I know not, Perhaps he will read it and laugh, and light the fire in his furnace. But my hope is that he will quit his trifles and betake himself to rational and useful diligence. End of section 56. Recording by Pamela Nagami.